0: Hello and welcome to The Rabbit Hole, the definitive developers podcast here in fantabulous Chelsea, Manhattan. I'm your host, Dave Anderson. With me today, I have William Jeffries and our once and feature regular guest, Emmanuel Gennard. Hey, welcome back, man.
1: Thank you. It's great to be back.
0: Today, we're going to be talking about centering and entering. That's centering yourself and entering a new group. This is, is this a thing I already do? Is this a thing I need to do? Oof, I think
2: we could all use some practice. Yeah, it's
0: it's tough. Like, uh, I, th- I think, you know, we don't often have enough chance to get good at this because it's, it's a very rare thing. Like, you know, you've heard of like forming and norming and storming and all those other rhyming things mm. for like a new team. Popping and mopping. Popping and mopping. Meet, yeah. Meet and greet. <laughs> 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 greeting and completing. <laughs> All the standard uh, rhyming things. But for not group centering dynamics. and entering. That's a new one. That's a
2: new <laughs> one. I, I don't find myself to be very centered. I find myself to be more left justified. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But Not distributed, right, distri- like, uh, <laughs> 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 when you wrap
0: on the line, then the words they go to the edge, yeah, there's some flexboxing mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so centering and entering was something that we talked about with a friend of the show, esther Derby. Darbs mm-hmm. <laughs> shout out to the darbs, <laughs> Hello, Esther <laughs> <laughs> you he listening. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was it was a really great perspective to have, and you were saying that this kind of resonated with you. Yeah, on a particular level. So
1: to give some background, a lot of the consultant at Stride had a training with Derbs or, <laughs> <laughs> or <laughs> Esther Derby, as <if> she's known, <laughs> <laughs> Esther Derby, and it was actually one of more <laughs> it was actually one of the more valuable, I think, experience I've had at Stride because it helped me understand what it would be like. First, as someone trying to go into a new group, and also as someone who has being in a group and having someone come in, and and those two things, and what I might need to do as a person who is going, you know, into these clients, and there's this whole culture and society
0: inside these clients, right? This right. whole, like, social, what is it, structure already there? You know, in the case where you're starting a new job. Yeah or they're changing up the team, so there's yeah. like a new task force that's getting created, or they're reorganizing the entire company. Right. You have to, like, really give it your all in order to...
1: It's a way of checking in with yourself to, to center yourself, right? And then you're able to actually be explicit about where I'm coming from. I can be, I can be explicit about where I'm coming from.
0: Right. I, I think something that resonated with me was just the idea of, like, empathy. And I think, like, Technical people, it's often an idea that like you don't have to be empathetic at the workplace. Like we deal with computers, it's called hard facts: zeros and ones. You're either a one or a zero, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that's it. So it's it's kind of rational, but really being that it's a team sport, like and this this is something that you know Google has shown in in their own studies that I think we've we've talked about in past episodes that. It's really not about having effective individual performers. It's about having a cohesive team that works together well.
1: Yeah. And to have that team, one of the things that needs to happen is you need to understand that everyone else around you is having, has as rich and complex of an inner life as you do. They have the contradictions, the things they like, they don't like, the fact that, you know, when they were five, they lost their, their teddy bear and still haunts them. Like, you know. Are oh, you saundering right now? <laughs> I'm saundering right now. <laughs> Just going I mean, too deep. I'm seeking Sander.
0: <laughs> 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 right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's a great word. Yeah, Dictionary of obscure sorrows. Yes. The, wow. Uh, yes. Listeners who don't know, the definition of Sander is the profound feeling of realizing that everyone, including strangers passed in the street, has a life as complex as one's own, which they are constantly living despite one's personal lack of awareness of it. That's what the training with Esther Derby reminded me, essentially that you know, I'm going to this group of people. If I'm going to enter, they have this huge, complex, vivid thing happening within them, right? You know, one person is like this other person, there's this history between these two people. They're all trying to do this other thing, and you know they've people have figured out how to maintain and survive in the group, and you're entering it, and you're and if I come in without acknowledging that there's stuff here that's working, maybe not working, but they've figured out a way to deal with it. You have to acknowledge the fact the work that the group has done mm. to be able to work together even if it's you know all messed up if it's like they're not doing the best they can do they're a low functioning team they're still somewhat functioned on some level
0: right yeah
1: you need to recognize that before you even suggest things or before you try and like make or come in with all the fixes
0: so we're we're talking I guess more on the entering side of things right mm-hmm. now maybe we could take a step back and talk about centering first, like the sure. concept of, of that. Because like this, this level of empathy that we're talking about really extends not just to understanding other people and their motivations, but also to understanding your own motivations. So you can even understand things that other people are experiencing and what they're going through.
2: So when we're talking about centering here, we're not talking about like the more traditional sense of the word where You know, you sit, you meditate, you center yourself, and then you go and do a thing, right? This is something a little bit more long-lasting. I don't know if it's long-lasting. I think
1: it's a lot like what you just said, but with specific questions for you to answer. It's not so much about following my breath and hopefully lowering my heart rate as much as it's about answering a couple of questions. How am I doing right now? How do I think this other person is doing and what is the
0: context that both of us are in? Just kind of taking a moment to step outside of that and understand it. So, in a way, it's, I guess, not removed from trying to meditate or something. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there are tools that you can use to ask yourself, like, you know, what your own motivations and goals are coming into this so you can better understand how that might align with the team that you're going to be working with. And mm-hmm. so it's more of like a
2: writing exercise than a meditation exercise.
0: So before we move away from self and, and think about questions for other, like let's let's try to reframe these questions against like a hypothetical situation where like you're Bobby. Mm-hmm. Hi, I'm Bobby. <laughs> hey, Bobby, how's it going? Doing all right. <laughs> Thanks Bobby, for asking, Bobby. Bobby Emanuel. Yeah. So you're joining a new team, and this team has a reputation. They're like hyper, They're, they're, they're ha- known they're known they're like really getting shit done and how do you how do you feel about centering in this situation like
1: so i'm going on to a high performance team or a team that is known that has a bunch of high performing individual contributors i'd say what is going on for bobby is bobby is kind of excited maybe bobby is going to learn a lot of things and hopefully there's nothing else in bobby's life that is getting in the way <laughs> Do you feel like your your abilities are up to the situation? Like you're gonna. Yeah. So I'm I'm feeling nervous. Right. I, am I really gonna be up to the task of working with these super high performing people? Am yeah. I gonna be like the, the one they're dragging behind? Am I, am I gonna be the weakest link on the team? Yeah. Hopefully you make some new friends. And the thing I most want to have happen is that I you know learn a lot and I contribute something meaningful to this team.
0: All right, sounds like you got your your stuff together. Mm-hmm. Bobby Emanuel. I've centered a little bit on myself. Yeah. All right, so what what about the other consideration, the the other people? Mm-hmm. So, the first question I got here is what do I know about what's going on for other people involved? Mm, let's say they are
1: they have a really tight deadline and because they're such a high-performing team, that the difficult work is is uh put on them.
0: They're like the A team.
1: Yeah the A team. They're they're confident but there's a lot of pressure to uh perform.
0: What do I know about their needs and capabilities related to the situation?
1: They expect to be able to do it. They expect to be able to meet, meet anything they need to do. Oh that's that's brave. Yeah, and uh, they probably think they may not need me. What do they know that you might not know? That I was brought in because even though they're a high-performing team, that they the management doesn't think that there's enough capacity to meet all the requirements for the deadline, and so they need they're just going to need more people before this project starts with the deadline it has
0: me william can you tell us about the context uh yeah i have no faith in this team absolutely none whatsoever <laughs> what, is, what is the context they were no you have no no faith in them
2: no absolutely not they're as, all hot shots oh gosh. they have always been able to meet their deadlines because of general low expectations within the organization they are meeting a very low bar Now that I'm in charge, the bar is going back to where it should be. Everybody's getting in line, and I'm sending in a manual to make it happen. (laughs) (laughs) I I think
0: that answers the next one. What are the demands of their contacts? Oh, they're uh, extremely demanding demands. (laughs) 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 Sounds like it's going to be pretty rough for those guys.
2: Yeah. Nose to the grindstone. I want to see all ten fingers coding, preferably (laughs)
0: also all ten toes. (laughs) What exists in the organization that might keep people from successfully applying Bobby's advice? I sold all of the keyboards to cut costs. (laughs) Wait. (laughs) This is a huge limitation of the context. That's that's important uh, to be aware of.
1: They're going to have to use Google Voice Translate or something. Yeah,
0: Dragon Text-to-Speech. Dragon (laughs) Text-to-Speech to code. Oh, Lord. Which of these factors are in their control?
2: Well, I, you know, I, I think a real dedicated
0: employee would provide their own keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> they got, they got the uh, WASD Terry Browns, yeah, keyboard. Yeah. You know, very those fancy Kinesis. Mm-hmm.
2: I think they can also control the expectations that the organization has of their delivery and the date and when they are going to finish. And they can do that by communicating early and often about delays, mm. of which I'm sure there won't be any now that I've sent in my man, man, Manny. <laughs> mm. Sounds like that, that might be an opportunity.
0: Those hot shots are not good at communicating. I get, yeah, they're not good at communicating. they just like, you know, give me the work and I'll do it. <laughs> 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 Don't worry about it. Don't yeah. worry about it. Just tell me what it is you want done. <laughs> Cool. So I, I feel like we're we're pretty centered right now. Yeah. Like we we have a very good view of uh, what's going on in this situation. That was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So now we we have some idea about like some different challenges we're gonna be facing, and like you know. Oh, we, also, I'm firing the team lead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, gosh. There's always a curveball. All right. You, that was, you were holding that one close to your chest. Yeah, yeah.
2: Just wanted to, you know, let that out of the last minute right before you got there. Just keep so it on your toes. The
1: first thing I want to do is reframe that. <laughs> 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 Probably as I enter in. So, there's a lot of feelings right now, a lot of emotions. And one of the biggest things we learned from Esther Derby is that no matter what someone's doing, they're trying to help. No matter what it is, they're doing, in their mind, they're doing the thing that, that is most helpful. Those hot shots. Those hot shots and, and this, this manager who, who is extremely demanding. That's true. He did seem like kind of like a cartoon villain.
2: But I, I suppose. <laughs> Look, all right. The entire organization is going through budget cuts. Everybody has to take a haircut. Yeah. And that includes the keyboards. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, right? You know. okay. So there are no keyboards here. So we're going to have to get really creative. And maybe this could be a way for the team to come together If we all get keyboards, we can all kind of talk about which keyboard we want. We can get keyboards together. Or you you just find one keyboard and you can mob program. Or try them out together (laughs) or even do mob programming, right? But also that we might, if this thing, if we're being brought in, that means it's something that's important enough that the company wants to throw as many resources as it can at it, even if if there are budget cuts because coming in as a consultant is, I'm not cheap. So there is something important about this project. So I would try to reframe it and start to focus on something like that. We're saying this is an important enough project that they've brought it in. I know y'all, I would, call, I would talk to the team about how, try to find out some history and context on the team, how do you feel about this manager who took away the keyboards if anybody is upset about the keyboards <laughs> we
2: use the money to pay for a manual <laughs> blame him
1: <laughs> they, yeah they, they had the next level custom like ergo Docs keyboards <laughs> <laughs> very rare collectible <laughs> very keyboards. Rare collectible <laughs> keyboards with custom keycaps <laughs>
0: yeah Okay, maybe their keyboards needed to get solved. like too much. So so like you mentioned reframing. So I, when I think of reframing, I think of like kind of taking something negative and putting it in a different perspective and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. thinking about it from a positive direction. Is there a good process by which we might be able to approach reframing?
1: Esther Derby had a very good way of doing it where you take whatever reaction you have now and you describe it from your point of view as in, this manager is being unreasonable taking away the keyboards. I'm, I'm on that side right now. <laughs> <laughs> and you would go to, it's being unfair and it's being difficult with a keyboard and you go, at, you go from your current description to a neutral description. Is There seemed to be waste in the company with the custom keycaps and custom ErgoDox keyboards made to order. The company wanted to make sure everyone was focused on what was important. And not these vanity things. And the positive description is that now the team can mob program, or uh, this will encourage pair programming more with one keyboard, maybe. Yeah, Between that's a positive program.
0: mentality. But if you also want to like, if you want to label William while he's twirling his mustaches, <laughs> like you'd be like, okay, well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> he really cares about the the financial well-being of the company, and you know, although this is an unorthodox thing. You know, it's it's for the better financial health. Company, maybe.
1: So it's always this point of view that we have. Like, when someone does something, there's this immediate interpretation of it that happens. It's it's really fast too, because it's like this. It's the interpretation that you get from your your whole upbringing, how people have treated you in the past, and it comes like that right? It comes in an instant. It can be difficult to somehow take a step back and realize, okay, I am feeling like this. Not to deny it or say it's bad or good, but okay, I'm feeling like this. It's my immediate interpretation of what what happened. And I'm giving it this kind of meaning, but other possible meanings, other possible interpretations. The facts haven't changed, right? The keyboards are gone. There are no keyboards, but I can interpret it as this manager is crazy. (laughs) <laughs> or, this manager is focused on. There's something happening that that prompted this, right? I, you know, financial strength of the company, the habits they saw. They're trying to. They're trying to help in some way. I just don't see what that way is yet.
2: Yeah, I think with this interaction model, it it reminds me a lot of this concept of tentative talk, which I think is a thing we've talked about on the podcast before. But it's oh, this yeah. notion that. When you approach someone who has a different perspective than you, who perhaps you disagree with, it's much less effective to come in with your worldview totally solid and make statements of fact, like accusations. You are mismanaging this team by taking away all the keyboards. You are trying to undermine the team actively by removing the leader of the team and making it harder for us to do our jobs. And instead, if you approach it with a tentative frame of mind, as though you yourself are a little bit unsure about whether or not you're reading this right.
0: You're like testing.
2: Yeah. The other person responds much better. So it's like,
0: Mm -hmm. hey,
2: so I noticed that all the keyboards are gone. And, you know, I could be wrong about this. But the first conclusion that I came to was that you wanted to make it harder for us to program is that really what's going on and that sort of tentative talk makes it easier and safer for the other person to come out and make a correction like "Mm, no actually we are launching a new keyboardless laptop and everyone (laughs) has to dog food it
0: Mm -hmm. right so like you're by like making it tentative you're like making it easier for them to like take that message in and like they're not rejecting it outright like you're you're not like fighting them, it seems to me like <laughs> I think that I think that you've done something crazy right
2: <laughs> <laughs> and also you could be wrong, you could be wrong, maybe that team lead that they
0: fired actually had just sexually harassed one of the teammates, and you didn't know about it, yeah, yeah, so like as as you're like giving this person this this tentative statement, testing the waters, there's a a model that you can use to consider how they might be processing that statement. It's, it's called the setter interaction model. That's S-A-T-I-R. Uh, so, there's four steps in this model. Uh, the first one is intake. So, that's like...
2: It's like the facial expressions they're making,
0: their body position, yeah, you know. like sensory input. Like, are your ears working? Like, if intake <laughs> fails, like, you literally just did not hear them. Yeah. So, you didn't speak loudly, you didn't speak clearly. Words, tone, pace... Breathing scent. Yeah. All that stuff, right. The next thing is meaning. And that's like your interpretation of it. That's one of the more challenging things there where you have to try to have some unambiguous phrasing. And then next up is significance, which is how you feel about it. Your feelings mm-hmm. and your feelings about those, those feelings, feelings. The meta yeah. feelings. The yes. meta feelings, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, trying not to like be too harsh on this guy for making a difficult decision to get away get rid of the keyboards it was that or the mice this guy's not a vim user is he <laughs> <laughs> and then last is the response you know if this if it if fails here like it fails with defenses or defenses being things like projecting or denying or just ignoring
1: yeah and and one of the things about the interaction model is that if any of these things change if the intake changes if the meaning changes if the significance changes then the response ends up changing as well Right, so all of those things are op- open. So I would say the intake stays the same. You know, this person just says uh, the magic came in and says, "All right, everyone, get rid of all your keyboards right now," and they're all gone. So that 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 is a fact. But the meaning, interpretation, and significance of that can have several different ways. You know, I I took it one way. Bobby John took it the other way. Bobby Mark took it the third way. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> There's just different ways of taking it. And then the response, because of the different meaning and significance they have, the response to them will be different. One of the things I found helpful is that, allowing to say, you know what? If I change the interpretation of this, all of a sudden my feelings of it change. I don't try to change my feelings. My feelings are my feelings, but if I change it, the way I've interpreted it, the meaning I've given it, if that changes, all of a sudden, all these other things change and
0: I act differently towards that person. Right. And, and all allows to say, like, that unless you understand, like, the context that you're in the mm-hmm. the you know different uh, experiences that these people have had then it it becomes harder to communicate and you're having trouble like connecting with people then maybe it's any one of these things that have, bro- have broken down and mm-hmm. you can can't try to readjust your message and and try and get through
1: this also leads to way when you enter the system to think about what role are you playing in this person's mind so in this team for the manager I'm there to fix everything for the team, I'm just someone who is also add to their team when they don't feel like they need anything fixed. So mm-hmm. I could have two different roles in different people's minds so I need to think about that. And that changes, and these, this is all kind of connected because that changes how I interact with them, what kind of words I see, how they can hear what I say as well, what the meaning they might give to it all of a sudden, and how they might, the significance of it for them, for the two, two different people, because I'm playing two different roles right so I would then g- probably have to go back to centering myself all of a sudden to understand okay this is how I'm feeling this is the other the other I have two others now I have the manager and the team as others I need to maybe answer these questions about them I have two different contexts context of the magic context of the team to think about and this sense it kind of goes around in a circle of okay i'm to the team i'm just someone who was just forced upon them to the manager i'm someone who's came to fix things somehow i need to fight for a way to interact with the team in a way that's positive that produces something you know good and and valuable to meet the deadline or whatever for the manager i need to show that i am in fact introducing these new concepts to the team so that they have confidence that i delivered gonna deliver the thing
0: right yeah there you have it Centering and entering. Well, Manny, it was awesome having you on the show again. Oh, it was awesome to be back down the rabbit hole. (laughs) And uh, William. Pleasure as always. Yeah. Follow us now on Twitter at Radio Free Rabbit so we can keep the conversation going. Like what you hear? Give us a five-star review and help developers just like you find their way into the rabbit hole. And never miss an episode. Subscribe now however you listen to your favorite podcast. On behalf of our producer extraordinaire, William Jeffries, and our amazing host, Michael Nunez, who's out being a dad, And me, your host, Dave Anderson. Thanks for listening to the Rabbit Hole.